0: Hello. This is Joe with Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue, and you are listening to the Barbecue
1: Central Show.
2: Start the game. Let's go. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live.
1: So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure, say? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and. Oh, should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. and welcome to the really big barbecue central show this is a show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling originating from the rock and roll hall of fame city bomb city usa cleveland ohio the barbecue capital of the north coast i'm your program host Greg Rempe, happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings live fire fun and for show. Tonight is the night where you thought you would lob us a phone call or you want to get at us through Clubhouse. Here's how you do that.
2: You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbqcentralshow.
1: Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, com. And here's the lineup in case you missed the newsletter that came out around noon Eastern. Today, it's the first Tuesday of a new month and the last quarter of 2021. 2021 rapidly coming to a close, as we said, January 1st. But of course, now really feeling it as we run through the last three months here of the year. That, of course, means a visit from none other than the co-creator of How to Barbecue Right, the pitmaster of Killer Hogs barbecue team, Malcolm Reed, will be joining us. We have plenty of topics to hit with Malcolm, so, as always, stay tuned for him. And I will tell you how you can ask him some questions through Clubhouse here in a moment. 35 past the hour, it's been a run of new guests here in 2021, and tonight is no different. We'll be talking with the owner of the Moskowitz firm, Suzanne Moskowitz, copywriting and trademarking, licensing, all things that we have probably thought about, all things probably we have never thought about, depending on where you're at in business or what you're doing for yourself. Perhaps these are things that are brand new to you as I'm speaking them out of my mouth. This will put you in a much better position after this segment coming up in the second portion of the first hour where we'll be visiting with Suzanne. She is one of the most prolific trademark and copyright lawyers out there. She's helping me and the show, so we will talk about what I'm doing with her and then why you would want to think about protecting yourself with copyright, and with trademark stuff, licensing, all business protection, all personal protection, and we'll talk all about it 35 past the hour. Then we'll move to the second hour, and because it is the first Tuesday of a new month, and in the second hour, that, of course, brings a visit from YouTube prolific content maker, Sam the Cooking Guy. We're probably going to lean a little heavy on TikTok this evening. I know we toyed around with it a little bit with Malcolm and Mark last month, but we'll get into it a little bit more with Malcolm this month. And of course, I'll be asking Sam as well because literally when you think about it, the first Tuesday of my month leads uh, two of the most prolific cooking shows that are on YouTube. Malcolm Reed, obviously covering the barbecue and grilling side. Sam the Cooking Guy covering general cooking, but if you're really a fan of Sam, you would notice that he's Typically cooking on a flat top. He's also using a grill. He's got Traeger. He's got a San Maria style grill. He's got some kind of a ceramic cooker out in the back as well. Constantly I'm teasing him that he has a live fire cooking show. He just doesn't know it yet. And he's going to realize that at some point and really embrace it. But I don't know if you can find two bigger shows on YouTube that are covering this genre and they are both together, one in the first hour, one in the second hour. So After we get done talking with Malcolm a little bit more in-depth on TikTok and some other things, the second hour, I'll really broach that subject with Sam and see what he thinks. He does have a TikTok. He's got a very limited number of TikToks that are up there, and we'll talk about content creation in that regard. And if he's just an old guy like me that perhaps knows the value but also realizes he's probably just not going to do it and what the benefit of not doing it is and what the detraction of not doing it is. There's sides to everything. So that's what you have coming up. After Sam, we'll have some open time. We could get to the horse cooking stuff. We could get to cheese or font or perhaps sports star or uh, what did I play last week? Porn star or athlete, right? Uh I have a lot of prizes to the left of me. I have prizes to the right. I have uh, Bill West's big book of barbecue tricks. If you want to try and win that, I'll autograph a copy. It's not my book, but I'll autograph it for you, no problem. So that's what you have all lined up this evening. It's going to be fun and exciting all the way through. Don't forget, you can follow me socially Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat once again at BBQ Central Show for a live video feed of the show. You can go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. Also, one on YouTube slash R.D. Rempy now in the form of podcasts. You can get a regular, like you have been for all these years. Or if you want ad-free experience, you can get it in two different places. Patreon.com slash BBQ Central Show. Or if you use the Apple Podcast app on the iPhone or the iOS. If you subscribe to my show, there's a little banner up at the top once you punch into it that asks if you want to subscribe to an ad-free experience. You don't have to if you don't want to. Nobody's forcing you to do it. So there you go. You can uh, also join this show listening and then asking questions, if you would like, through our trial last week. Seemed to be okay. Through a platform called Clubhouse. Now the preamble, if you're listening through Clubhouse and you want to come up. John is my moderator, of course. He's also the Michigan Bedded Correspondent and newly inducted Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Famer. So you will treat him with respect. Nevertheless, you are being recorded. What I'm saying is being recorded. If you come up and ask Malcolm a question, or if we mix in one with Suzanne or say I'm the cooking guy, know this as it's stating up there in the scriptures on the description of the clubhouse itself. It's being recorded. It will be used either Wednesday or Thursday in the podcast, just so you're aware, just so I'm saying it out loud so you all know it. And we're doing this for better audio quality so if you're listening to the show through Facebook or YouTube or the audio only feed you want to mix in a question with somebody I'm happy to have you download the the, uh, clubhouse app and then search for me I think you can just search for me or maybe the BBQ Central show I should probably know a little bit more about this but what I have found is the sound quality to interact with folks is much better that way so you just need to Raise your hand. John Solberg will advance you onto the stage. And then I will try and keep an eye on it. And then, you know, mix you in. Again, like I said last week, it's a live show. If you have your hand up, if I don't get to you, I obviously am running my own agenda at the same time. So we'll try and keep it as radio as possible. But I'll try and mix you in where you can. Because the sound quality much better than I'm going to get from Skype. As we found out when Maddie called in from Kent State last week. And it didn't sound that great. So there you go. Now, with a lot of competition focus shifting off the show over the last number of years, we've really gone more into the backyard. We still keep our eyes on the majors. Of course, this coming weekend, we'll find one of the biggest majors that happen each and every year off last year, obviously, because of the pandemic. But the Jack Daniels World Championship barbecue Cookoff will happen in Lynchburg this coming weekend. Not sure how that affects international teams sure they're probably not allowed in but the contest will happen which i was wrong on and i believe john was wrong on with our 100 percent assurity picks last month with the embedded correspondence so we wish everybody good luck competing this coming weekend and i will look forward to having a recap with the winner of the jack daniels next tuesday some listener feedback before we get to the first break and then malcolm reed jason in arizona writes greg listening to the second hour of the show while i was mowing the lawn saturday my favorite part of that hour was when Rusty blew you out of the water by knowing who Bob Trudnack was. I was laughing out loud. The barbecue guru, Jack Hole. That was great. Love the show. Regards, Jason, by the way. If you missed that, here's exactly what it sounded like. I'm going to go out on a limb. Rusty, I don't think you've ever heard of Bob Trudnack, correct? <laughs> barbecue guru, Jack Hole. Ah,
3: Thank you. All right. (laughs) Sorry.
1: See, and I manned up right there, said, hey, sorry. If you're a fan of the show and you know Rusty and you know what he doesn't know, I don't know if it was that out of line for me to say, hey, Rusty, like call him out right on the carpet and say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you don't know who Bob Trudback is. Now, he did happen to know, of course. Readily knew, by the way. Embarrassing me. But again, this is the same guy who had no idea who Pat LaFrieda is. America's butcher. So I felt pretty good in making that assumption. But Rusty was right. Nevertheless, we move on. Let me talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. You have two different lines to choose from. A choice line and a prime line choice line for somebody that's a little more frugal with the cash. Perhaps doesn't need all the technology that comes on these grills nowadays. You don't need internal meat probes. You don't need Wi-Fi connectivity. You don't need app controllability. Just want a nice, solid cooker. You can cook your meat on. You can smoke roast in. Maybe amp up to 450 to do some pellet grilling if you want. That's the choice line. Comes in that Daniel Boone size. Now, you want to ramp it up a little bit, you want two internal meat probes, you want Wi-Fi connectivity, you want to be able to control the grill from an app, then the Prime is one for you, plus a little bit more of a robust build on the chassis, you have peeking windows on the main cooking chamber, on the pellet hopper, and you have a couple different sizes to chew from, Peak is the biggest one, Ledge is the Daniel Boone size, let's say. And then outside of that, if you want something very portable, you're into tailgating. Obviously, we're headlong into college and pro football. That lends itself to tailgating. The Trek is the one you want to take. Fully portable, plugs into your 12-volt outlet in your car or receptacle or whatever you want to call it. And it is smaller than the ledge, but you're not sacrificing a huge amount of capacity for portability. You still probably get three pork butts on there if you TP them up right. Whatever one you want, find the best one for you. How do you do that? You go to a dealer because Green Mountain Grill only sold through dealers. So go to the dealer, get educated, pick the best one for you. If you're picking a choice line or a prime line, get the pizza oven insert because that works on all of them. High heat pizza, all the rage still, believe it or not. Now you can go to the website, of course, aside from dealers, you can get a bunch of other accoutrements to complete the Green Mountain Grill cooking experience. That's GreenMountainGrills.com, GreenMountainGrills.com. We're back with Malcolm Reed right after this. Stick around.
2: You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere, The Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your
1: host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology, sellers of ceramic cookers with built-in power draft fans accessories to make your barbecue and grilling life easier visit bbqguru.com for more information or call 800-288-GURU the barbecue guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology the first Tuesday of a month brings the co-creator of how to barbecue right and the pit master of killer hogs barbecue team and most importantly, my pal and Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer, Malcolm Reed. Hey, Malcolm.
0: What's happening, Greg?
1: I am doing fabulously well. Always appreciate the time you're giving to the show here each and every month. Before we get into the live fire talk here, Malcolm, maybe you didn't see me coming at you in this direction, but I'm wondering if my pal from Hernando has recovered fully from the loss your Vikings took. At the hands of the mighty Cleveland Browns, how about that?
0: It's been a tough year to be a Vikings fan, man. We've <laughs> we've had some bad games, and there's a couple that we should have. I felt like we should have won, and then there's you know there's there's, there's one we got beat, and and it was, the Cleveland ones, man that was tough. But hey, the Browns are doing good, man.
1: You know we're looking at it from jaded glasses, Cleveland fan perhaps more than any fan has. Eaten crap burgers for the last 19 years, uh, holding last year aside, of course, and the beginnings of this year. But it's been pretty brutal to be a football fan since they left, moved to Baltimore, and then we had whatever that next version of the Browns were a year and a half later. So you look at it last Sunday, Baker had quite a terrible game throwing the football. However, Cleveland remains perhaps the best at running the ball in the league between the two backs. Chubb and Hunt, they're very dynamic and they both have unique running styles that seem to play well off of each other. And then the defense, of course, was incredible. So we squeeze out a win on the road. And look, it, it's hard to win in the NFL enough at home. Getting a win on the road, whatever it looks like, ugly, sexy, or somewhere in between, is something that you're going to take. So but we're happy to get out of Minnesota with a win. And I think it's nice for Kevin Stefanski, too, because obviously he had been there for 14 years prior. So to go home and Grab a win in whatever form or fashion probably makes him feel a little good too.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, anytime you hold hold Cook to to the yards that, that they held him to, man, they shut him down. Took him out of the game. You take you and you 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 do that to Minnesota and you there goes their game plan. I mean, we're not going to throw for you know, we got a couple decent receivers, but it's just we're we're more of that running game and, and Cleveland showed them, man. They shut it down.
1: Is there a more impressive-looking specimen of a hewing than Miles Garrett? I mean, wouldn't every guy love to look like that guy?
0: He's a beast, man. He's a beast.
1: <laughs> if I was Miles Garrett, I would wear, I think, maybe only a Speedo. And even then, I don't know. Maybe it was just a very short towel, but definitely no shirt, no pants, like ever. It could be 30 degrees below zero, and I would never be wearing any type of clothes on my chest. I mean, that guy is put together like, nobody's this. Nevertheless... Uh I have a Cornell and Stanford educated lawyer coming on after you who is a copyright and patent law attorney. Have you and Rochelle done all that stuff for How to Barbecue Right? Have you protected intellectual properties and trademarks and licensed and all this stuff? We
0: have. We have for Killer Hogs and for How to Barbecue Right now. I don't know where my guy went to school. He was in Memphis. So he might be a University of Memphis grad, but uh he did all the legwork for us. You know, I I had went through it I know it's been years ago and it come out where you could do your, you know, pat uh patent, I forget what the even company was. It was one of those we sign up for and it does it all for you online or whatever. Never went through. I didn't get, you know, I didn't I didn't get anywhere with it. So I finally I asked around and I got some advice and they said, Man, go get you a lawyer find a lawyer that specializes in it. And that's what I did. I got, I had a referral. I called the guy. It took, I want to say about six months. A lot of it's, a lot of it's doing the investigating, making sure, you know, that you actually own what you're trying to copyright or trademark. And once you get through all that and you get it filed and the government does their part of it, it's, you know, it's pretty painless on my end. You just write a check. And I, I think, I mean, at the time, I think when we did it, it might've been 2,500 bucks or something like that per trademark, something like that I think was what we paid, which I didn't think was too bad. And then you have to, uh, I want to say there's there's a time limit on it. I don't remember, I've got to go back, I've got a, like an alarm set in my phone to tell me when when it's time to re-up or whatever you have to do. I think it's like 10 years or so something like that. So none of those like creeps to...
1: decide to like sneak in and hornswoggle yeah. how to barbecue right and then charge you $100,000 to get it back?
0: That's. I mean, you know, you, you, that sounds crazy, but there's actually stuff like that out there. So, you know, you want to protect what's yours. And so that's, that's the reason why we did it. Do you remember um, who know.
1: had a conversation with you that said, or was that just something that you thought of organically? You said, hey, we're getting big enough now. We're going to start going off into different subsets of how to barbecue right or killer hogs. And we better look to protect ourselves in all forms and fashions.
0: Do You know, I, uh, I think it was Danielle. Diva Q, we had that conversation years ago and she was going through some of the same stuff and she told me what she was, some, I think she had had problems with someone trying to copy some of her stuff or something. So she was going through with it. And she said, you know, you guys, you should sit down and look at it hard because once you get that name built for yourself, there's going to be people coming at you. So that's when we did, we took that step and I started asking around some of my friends, that you know, the new people in the, the legal world. That's way out of my, you know. Way out of my expertise. So, we, you know, we, we went with the first guy that I, ta- I called and talked to the guy, and he seemed reasonable enough, so it worked.
1: We all know Danielle is uh, very forgiving with people trying to heist her stuff, right? Uh-oh. Look out! Last person <laughs> you want to mess with on her stuff. So, Malcolm, last month we talked about if you either had done the smoked cream cheese thing. Uh, we also asked Mark. and I think at the time both of you had seen it and you hadn't really got down with it. But now, as I am digging back through the Malcolm Reed TikTok feed, which has almost 950,000 followers, we'll follow up with that here in a second, there is indeed a smoked cream cheese and bacon jam recipe, by the way, if you can believe this.
2: A barbecue this is central show exclusive news
1: update. Greg Rafferty reporting from the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio, the city that breaks the most live fire news when it's breaking across the country, nay, the globe. Malcolm's TikTok showing bacon jam, fourteen million views. <laughs> Are you kidding me with that? That one, you know, it went crazy.
0: I did. I I don't remember. I don't remember the date I did it. I think it. I think I had done that by the time we had talked last. I'm pretty sure I had. But um, I, you know the first person I saw do it was Matt Pittman. And I was like, I got to try this. And I just kind of put my own spin on it with the bacon jam. I had no idea that 14 million people were going to watch it. But yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? To think that many people have seen something.
1: It almost seems like it's part and parcel of this whole TikTok. I mean, it's not a TikTok craze because it's been around forever, right? But I, I guess now more than ever, it seems to be becoming more widely accepted and it's a technology that people are seeing value in. A lot of these things start out and quickly poo-pooed on by people at my age or older, maybe a little younger going, no, it's just for the kids or they're just trying to get laid on there. They're trying to figure out a way to shoot a D pick and have it magically delete after 12 hours and not get caught. But then all of a sudden it hangs around. It starts to get traction. People see they maybe start to make some money at it, or they can at least get exposed to a whole different type of audience that they never thought that they were going to get exposed to. So seeing 14 million views on a smoked cream cheese with bacon jam on the top of it was incredible. So, And then you did a follow-up after that with a creamy caramel apple dip, which had a base layer of smoked cream cheese. And that one, a couple of days ago, almost had a million views on it too. So I guess it is truly a fad of either Instagram or TikTok, but you get down with smoke cream cheese, and you're going to be getting some serious views if you do it right.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It, it's funny how those little trends happen on TikTok. When I first when we first found that platform, I, I blew it off like you said. I was like, it's just kids trying to record themselves doing a little dance or something silly. And then Tyler, or you know, <laughs>
1: TikTok Tyler,
0: or resident TikTok guy, said, "No, man, you need to. We need to really look at this because it's coming on." and now when a trend hits you know it could be there there for a while it was like flaming hot cheeto stuff everything you saw on there was flaming hot stuff and then the cream cheese stuff hit and there's there's been several like that the pork belly burn-ins or you know pork belly bites those those were really big on TikTok for a little while but it's getting a tons of eyes and i think it is a a younger audience that's that's kind of what drew us to it we hadn't really figured out there's. The monetization on TikTok is not really there. You don't make anything on TikTok, and there's no great way to sell on it. So we hadn't really figured it out other than it's just exposure. And so I use it as kind of exploratory, doing some recipes on there that I wouldn't want to do on YouTube. Um, Just fun stuff,
1: really. So as I was rolling through your TikTok feed, I found that, and you can confirm this probably, but... It seemed the videos that had the most views out of all of them, you've done quite a number of them in quite a short period of time. Is Malcolm making a mixed drink of some form or fashion? I don't know if that just shows where the state of alcoholism in this country is or if people just want a new recipe to be able to get down on on the weekend. But those drink videos seem to be killing when you look at them through the rest of the food videos.
0: Those surprised me more than anything. I mean, I, you know, I, I saw some guys doing some drinks and stuff on there. And I said, for fun, why don't we do one? And it goes to a million views, like right away, in like two or three days. Usually if you drop, um, they they do as good or better than the cream cheese a lot of times. It's just almost guaranteed. If you put a drink on there, it's going to be a million people watching it. And I, I guess it does show <laughs> there's a lot of drunks in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they're trying to be absolutely creative or at least gleaning some new recipes to stay drunk doing here at least over the last 16 months, by the way, if you're in clubhouse and you want to jump on and ask Malcolm a question, go ahead and get through John. And then I will go ahead. Do you want to try and do a question here through clubhouse, Malcolm? Sure, man. I'm up for anything. All right. Uh, we will go to daddy Dutch in clubhouse daddy Dutch. You're on with Malcolm Reed. Your question, sir.
2: Hey, Hey, I made it up here. Thanks, John. Thanks, Greg. Malcolm. Pleasure to hear you again. I was, uh, I'll be honest. I was hoping to run into you at the Royal, but I guess stuff happens. So, uh, what is your uh, what is your biggest take on the on the cream cheese, the smoked cream cheese? What did you think when you first saw
0: that? All right, good question. Go ahead, Malcolm. I, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, it's it's cheese on a grill. It can't be bad. And then you know I didn't know I didn't really you know as far as putting the rub on it and seasoning it and then smoking it for a couple hours it doesn't get a whole lot of you don't get a whole lot of smoky flavor on it but I don't know why I haven't been eating cream cheese this this way my whole life it's so much better to put it and I can even see it you know if you're popping it in the oven or something being great because it warms it up and it takes it to a whole level we um you know, Cream cheese and like a pepper jelly sauce has been something that, that we grew up on. Every, it's, it's like every little family function or you know party you go to or anything, somebody's always breaking out a block of cream cheese and putting some kind of sweet glaze over the top of it. Well, putting it on the pit, getting a little seasoning on it, letting it warm up, man, when you put the glaze on it then, and then you drag a chip through that or a cracker or something, man, it's dynamite. Hmm. You really got to try it. It's, it's so easy. I mean, there's nothing to it. There's no there's no skill involved in putting some cream cheese in a smoker,
1: but it's delicious. If I use TenderQuick on cream cheese, will I get an even bigger smoke ring? I mean, that's what everybody wants to ask. Nobody has the balls, but I'm going to ask them.
0: you to put some in that one, Greg. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> no doubt. Uh, all right. So you kind of alluded to it with all the growth of TikTok the thing that doesn't seem to be there yet is monetization or at least not to where you're seeing it come to you. And I thought, Hey, here's an easy way for brands to go out. Uh, my thought is anybody running a PR company or looking to get these influencers in their stable probably isn't doing a lot of deep work in looking at how the actual interaction or the, uh, the back and forth between whoever is posting, like, who, whose account it is, and then the fans actually going back and forth, having that kind of exchange. Because you can see people with hundreds of thousands of followers, they post something, they might get two or three comments. And that doesn't really seem like there's a lot of interacting going on. There does not seem to have a, a real fervent uh, listenership or following, but you would certainly be different than that. And I was like, man, these guys could go... You know, maybe you have the Hot Cheetos or it's Philadelphia trying to take advantage of this cream cheese craze and get right on with Malcolm and say, hey, do a what is it? A minute video show the Philadelphia thing in five shots or, you know, showcase it in the background or something and mention it five different times in a minute and we'll give you one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like to me, that's easy to do. You get millions of eyeballs on it. I mean, uh, that has to be where it's going. What do you think about that? You know.
0: I'm sure there's a lot. You see a lot of sponsored content on there, and that must be how a lot of these guys are, are making some money. And I don't know if they're dropping that kind of money for one, um, but I, I can definitely see that. Be you know, I hadn't been approached by people doing to do TikTok videos yet, but I, but we've used some and just dropped it in there, and they're quick to you know reach out to you and say, hey, let me send you some swag. But I haven't you know um, I can I can definitely see that. Being the case to where you're going to see a lot of the bigger brands try to jump on the, the heavy influencers, the ones that really get those views. And you, you know, I see it on YouTube yet, but it, it's you know, it's funny. Like, you know, I've been doing the YouTube stuff for 12, you know, 11, 12 years now, and you just don't see the, the, the money on that end of it, like on sponsorship dollars. Usually it's somebody wanting to just give you a product, or you know, as far as coming straight cash, we don't, I don't ever see that. Yeah. But- now we're down for it. Somebody wants to sit, cut me a check for a hundred grand to do some Philadelphia cream cheese. We could do five or six.
1: <laughs> my fear is this: we've been in this together almost the same amount of time producing content in some form or fashion, Malcolm. And it it's been my experience that the large, vast majority of folks in the live fire industry in the beginning, when this started taking off, when it was on TV a lot, all this stuff, barbecue pitmasters people were happy to get a bag of charcoal or eight t-shirts or something that wasn't going to be costing the company that was giving you that free shit, any money. And all of a sudden it became known throughout the industry that, you know, you could get somebody that has a decent following that has a a foothold and, and has a a potential influence over a large quantity of this, uh, of the subculture without having to give him any money. And I'm like, no, not this guy. Give me all the free grills you want and also give me the money because your time is worth money. You're putting together that video. You're going to edit that video. That's time. That should be money. A lot of these transactions should be done with cash. You should be getting only cash. Nobody should be coming to give Malcolm a free T-shirt or a bag of chips or whatever. They should be giving you money because you're a proven commodity in this industry. And I think that in the run-up to being in the popularity arena that we're in now in live fire, people were cheap asses and took free shit because it was free. And they literally priced themselves out of the market in the wrong way. What do you think about that?
0: Oh, I was definitely, I was, I fit the bill. We did the same thing when I first got going. It was just, you know, I, I remember we had, I think it was uh, Rolaids when you're at Memphis in May, they gave us like, we had like 10 cases of Rolaids and we were supposed to pass them out. And they said, "Here, here's a $50 gift card, a Visa gift card. That's all we got. And, and back then you would take, you know, I think we got some aprons too or something like that, but that was it. So. I like where you're going with that, but it, you know, it sounds like to me you need to open up a, a barbecue agency where, where you're representing yeah. some of the guys that are doing that, man, and right. presenting it to some of these companies. Because I think you're right; we got the eyeballs. I mean, barbecue's grown so much that there's, you know, it, it's it's become its own beast. It's you know, it's it's its own cuisine now in the United States and all over the world too. We've got viewers. You know, we look at our stats; so they're they're watching this. You, you know, you say it in Australia. Uh, Europe, the uh, Asia. There's a there's some big markets out there. Mexico. I mean, there's so you know it's 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 become something that's uh, a huge industry now. And you know there's a lot of good spokespeople in it.
1: Have you ever thought about taking the digital hospitality challenge of three pieces of new TikTok content in 33 days to give you 99 pieces of content? Would you ever think about that?
0: Um, you know that's that's interesting. I've never. <laughs> sounds like a lot of work, but. Uh, You know, I, I don't know. I, that's something new to me. I never really thought about it like that.
1: Uh, now, I guess, according to Sean, you can repurpose content that you've already done as part of the three, but somehow, some way, you have to jam up three pieces of content every day for 33 days. I told Sean, there's no effing way I'm gonna do it.
0: I mean, you would, It's so for one person to do it, that'd be, it's such a hard, I mean, it'd be a challenge. Um, for, you know, for us, we could, we probably come, I mean, if it's like a, if you consider like a post, not necessarily a video or something like that. That's you know, we, we kind of do that already. We sit down for the week and we you know we've got on every different social platform, we try to hit it. We try to hit, you know, at least one every day. So we wouldn't be adding too many. Um, and so it's it's definitely something that would be doable. But that's what keeps the engine running too, especially when you're playing all the platforms, when you're covering all, you know, trying to trying to get content on all of them.
1: Um you poking down to the jack at all?
0: Uh no, man. I've got a I'm actually headed up to Indiana. We're going to uh Outlaw headquarters. They're doing a little he's doing a little uh rib shootout up there for the guys that's cooking on outlaws. And there's some heavy hitters there.
1: Is uh Mark gonna be going too?
0: Yeah, Mark's Ooh, going. Watch uh, out. Parker's going, Barbecue Superstars guy, he'll be he'll be there. There's uh I think uh Tennessee Mojo's going with his new rat rod pit he got from them, but there's I think there's 25 of us uh, we're tuning up for going up there and see what it's like to cook against those Indiana boys
1: yeah all right well good luck with that coming up then and you can find Malcolm of course over at the YouTube page how to bbq right the website howtobbqright.com and of course he's the pitmaster of killer hogs barbecue team good luck this coming weekend Malcolm and we will see you again in November
0: it sounds crazy, man. Where's this year gone, Greg? Fastly
1: evaporating, fastly evaporating. But we appreciate you hanging out with us as always. Hey, have a good
0: one, man. See you next month. All right, there he is, Malcolm Reed, right there.
1: Wow, we the Outlaw Rib Challenge. Watch out for Malcolm. Now he's been here Tuesday. Show up on Tuesday. You compete on the weekend. You win. Just ask anybody that's ever done it. And then one over that next weekend. It happens all the time. It's the show karma. Suzanne Moskowitz is in the green room. She'll be joining us here in a second. We're going to talk about all sorts of fun legal stuff. And yes, fun and legal can be done in the same sense. Let me talk to you quickly about Yukon Glory and their grill and serve set. An absolute revolution when it comes to the landscape of grilling baskets because I've always hated two things about grilling baskets. One, I have to wear some type of heat-resistant glove because you can't take it off the grill otherwise. It's very hot. Also, grease and oil all over my table or counter, wherever I put it when I sit down to serve it. And Being someone who's a clean freak, that's not something I can get down with. So, what's a guy to do? Enter the product from Yukon Glory called the Grill and Serve System. It's a patented design, fixes everything. The set includes three stainless steel grill baskets, which are moved by a clip-on handle that seamlessly grips the interior of the baskets for easy lifting and dropping. The set also has a large, custom-fitted stainless steel serving tray to catch drips and allow for a beautiful table presentation, but perhaps in my case, more importantly, gives you a clean table when you're done eating. Thank you. What should you cook in them? Glad you asked. How about veggies or seafood or wings or tacos? Meats of all types. If you can think of it, you can use it with the grill and serve set. As far as where to buy, Amazon, Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, Target. Of course, I recommend YukonGlory.com because you can use the promo code 10CENTRAL to check out and save yourself 10% on everything every time you visit. So buy some for yourself first. Revisit again in a couple weeks. Buy some for your parents. Revisit again in a couple weeks. Buy some for your most special work pal whatever use code 10 central one zero central and get 10% off your visit each and every time over at yukonglory.com you can also follow them on instagram and facebook at yukonglory suzanne Moskowitz next stick around we'll be right back
2: Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey, the mountain rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now let's get back to the
1: Barbecue Central show. This portion being brought to you by Cookinpellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit cookingpellets.com to purchase. See what other products that they have. By the way, my pal Rod. Over in Mentor asked if he heard, of, he heard of a impending pellet shortage. No. I've talked to top men in the industry. There's not a shortage of pellets. Where your issue might be is shipping the pellets from the factory out to the various distribution centers and then to wherever it is, retail location that you might be buying them from. But don't fall for a pellet shortage. It's not happening. Anyway, my next guest is helping individuals and companies protect what they have worked so hard to create through the use of things like trademarks and copyrights, and licensing, and a few other services. If you have thought about starting a business, creating a brand, perhaps you already have done something and now you're thinking about a trademark or copyright. But how does one go about it and why is it important to do it? Let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome in first time to the show, the owner of the Moskowitz firm, Suzanne Moskowitz. Hey, Suzanne.
3: Hello there, Greg. How are you? I'm great. So nice to be on the show.
1: So are we happy with Malcolm Reed protecting himself? And I thought $2,500 oh, seems did like a he was. Job at, was he taken I to the woodshed
3: on $2,500? You know, I run a small lean <laughs> firm, so. <laughs> You know who knows there could have been some obstacles that he hit you know there's no one size fits all trademark so we'll, we'll talk about his process but he's got a good trademark he's protected it he's docketed the renewal so he's off to he's he's doing the right stuff and he's got how many 14 million views man of yeah. one TikTok. tock so he's got to be doing something right
1: no doubt about it so suzanne mosk was joining us here on the show before we get into all the stuff about trademarks and so on can you give us a quick background about you academically and professionally and then yeah, we can go you know there.
3: you're so you're so kind um you know i went to some schools i i well, how dare really, you, you know? why,
1: like why would you brush over <laughs> cornell and stanford i mean I these did, are legitimate went, academic went, uh, schools yes. come on
3: well thank you so much um but you know i i started at cornell i was kind of on this path like consumer protection that was what i was going to do i was against scams and probably something like a you know prize in a cereal box didn't seem like it what it was supposed to be so i was going to fight that and then i learned i had to be a lawyer so somehow i weaseled my way into stanford law school got to learn a lot of cool stuff about technology law but i still really was very drawn to the issues about brands but somehow i ended up on the side of i mean i still protect consumers because that's what trademarks really are. They the the root was really aspirin and making sure that you don't have fake aspirin that's going to kill people and that's really trademark law is really to protect people. You know that you you know, your barbecue sauce isn't going to kill someone, essentially that it's the right brand that it's associated with. Hmm. So um I was so lucky to work for some great firms, learn a lot, and then about 11 years ago, I kind of Followed the path of a lot of my clients who were pretty entrepreneurial, and I said, "Oh, I kind of want to have my own business too." And I've been doing that um, on basically on my own with 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 a few great great helpers um, since uh, 2010.
1: Totally entertaining and very inspiring. Of course, uh, I was never smart enough to be a lawyer and weasel my way oh. into anything other than Lakeland Community College at first because I was oh a below average high school student. And finally made my way into OU or Ohio University as it's known here in Ohio. So uh, that's where I got my bachelor's of crap degree and now I sell trucks. In full disclosure, Suzanne, I have come to know you because I finally decided to trademark the show name at the end of 2020. And one of my other lawyer pals here in the Cleveland area gave me your contact info and said, this is the person you have to go to. So... We file for trademark on the show and the logo or the name of the show. We'll get into the process here in a bit. And I guess we're just waiting on like final paperwork at this point to be delivered.
3: Yeah, you've been you've been approved. Uh, We made it through uh, after the government approves you. There's a 30 day window where anybody in the world can object and nobody objected. That happened like last week. So looking good. Looking good. Um, and uh, hope to have a certificate that you can hang up on that wall behind you soon.
1: Suzanne Moskowitz joining us here on the show. The website is themoskowitzfirm.com. So go ahead and check sure, that and out. Sure. And if that's
3: too many letters, you can go to keep, K-E-E-P-T-M, like trademark.com. A right. little easier.
1: Keeptm.com. <laughs> yeah, that is certainly easier. Let's back it out uh, and attach from a high level here. What is a trademark exactly?
3: Sure, and you know you had mentioned copyrights too. I'm glad you did because we can, if we have enough time, we can talk about that a sure. little bit as well. Um, those are the two main areas of intellectual property law that I help people with. Uh, trademarks, really, the brands, and I'll I'll focus on that a little bit more. Uh, but the copyright is content, so things like photos, texts of a book, software code, painting, all that stuff too. Okay, all right. But when we're talking about trademark, we're talking about things like a brand it could be a logo, could be a slogan. Um, you know think about Nike it could be you know the word the word Nike a swoosh uh the just do it tagline um, but there's also some kind of more interesting trademarks that have to do with packaging or the shape of a product mm. um and like one one example that this crowd might might find interesting is that that Weber Q grill that kind of unique football type shape they've protected that as actually as a trademark i'm sure it's also subject to patents by the way not a patent lawyer uh, so let's not talk about patents today because i'm not licensed to do so but i do help with with all the trademark issues copyright issues licensing issues like you said um and even things like we were talking about earlier like endorsement deals and making sure that you're kind of following those rules with the federal trade commission those you know the things to keep us honest and to not deceive people into thinking that we you know genuinely love a product if we don't if we've been compensated it's important I'm sure but that, let's talk about trademarks <laughs> yeah
1: let's do that so I'm sure there are uh, important uh, across industry and business but why are trademarks important to the live fire based community
3: oh well great question great question well so you know competition right now is absolutely cutthroat um, people there are such there's so many people launching brands right now that if you are out there, you need to distinguish yourself, okay? So there's ways you can do it, you know, with good search engine optimization and, you know, getting your TikToks out there and this and that, Um, but there's so many brands that it's really easy to get lost in the space. So if you, one, choose a trademark that we can protect, which we'll talk about choosing a good trademark, but if you actually protect it, it's kind of like you're actually getting an insurance policy. You don't have to file and by file, I mean, at least in this country, filing at the United States Patent and Trademark Office, the USPTO it's essentially let's start with just if you do it yourself you could do it for 250 dollars. okay it's not doesn't have to be that expensive and it's an insurance policy that's going to if you do have a conflict it's going to make it much more cost effective fast and easy to resolve uh, much you know the 250 pays for itself very quickly uh, but more importantly kind of keeps you out of those conflicts because when you have that certificate which you know you're gonna greg you're gonna have yours very soon if you're gonna if you have a conflict you're going to be able to essentially send a friendly, hey, cut it out letter. <laughs> and you can attach your, your trademark certificate. And it's um, it's um, there's a good chance you're going to be able to resolve things without having to go to court. And then if you do have to go to court, having that certificate can also help you uh, win and get your attorney's fees paid and not have to spend as much in court. Um, so having it is also pretty important if you are considering taking on investors who are looking at you know the value of your company it's not just kind of what you've got in inventory uh, but it's these kind of intangible assets are really important
1: you had briefly mentioned good trademarks so uh, in your experience do you find that there are things that make good trademarks and others that make bad trademarks and what are
3: those absolutely so i mean there's kind of two buckets of like you know what's a good trademark and one is you know can you get it did someone else have a similar brand and register it or use it first again i don't want to get too academic here um oh i also should not forget to give you my uh you know cya which is that i'm an attorney but i'm not your attorney and this is not legal advice entertainment purposes Um, only everybody (laughs) (laughs) thank you um but i'd be of course happy to talk to anyone um You know, feel free to reach out directly to me through uh, my website, Keep TM. So back to what makes a good trademark, because it's so important. Um, You don't want to step on someone else's toes. And that doesn't just mean not filing something that's identical. The standard is, would a reasonable consumer think that your brand is possibly affiliated with that other brand? And the reasonable consumer can be a dude picking up beers, walking through the sp- sauces and spices aisle and accidentally picking up the wrong thing um, because the, the label looked similar. So that's the you know, kind of the first threshold that I try to get people through is like, is this gonna step on someone else's toes? The other thing that's really important that has become more of an issue um, in terms of being able to get a registration is, is it creative enough? Um, people wanna file things, that are that are kind of obvious and and for good reason it's if you're a barbecue sauce it's nice to call yourself a barbecue sauce if you're a spicy barbecue sauce or whatever it's nice to call yourself spicy sauce but that's a generic trademark and if the government let you get a trademark on spicy sauce then it wouldn't be fair to other people who have spicy sauces so there's sort of this spectrum of what makes a good trademark in terms of this distinctiveness and Even like, let's say you want to add the word like Carolina spicy sauce. Well, Mm. a word that has to do with geography doesn't make it much better. Geographic locations are kind of considered kind of weak trademarks too so you've really got to get into these more like suggestive and creative words like call it carolina kicker and by the way i don't know if that's a real sauce or anything i'm just making things up but if you really want to have a really strong trademark make up a word be like pepsi or hulu or venmo be you know kismo kicker sauce and that's going to Even though in the beginning it's going to be hard to get people to understand what it is, you're going to have much more of a monopoly. And it's going to help you not just on the trademark side, but also, again, on SEO and just distinguishing yourself from the rest of the crowd.
1: Suzanne Moskowitz joining us here on the show. And you can find her at KeepTM, like Tango Mike, KeepTM.com from the Moskowitz firm, of course. Suzanne, in the live fire world, we are an industry that is known for creativity when it comes to names. A lot of them like to be a tad risque and or suggestive. Yeah. So if we look at the opposite end of that, we've talked about good or bad. Are there pitfalls with names that could be considered, let's say, boring?
3: Uh Okay, so let's let's talk about boring, and let's talk about risque. So risque used to actually be like completely off the table because they had a rule, and it was a basis of, besides being rejected because you're too close to someone else's mark or you're too generic, it could have been because you were too offensive or scandalous. And this got into this whole issue with the Redskins trademark. Um, That eventually went to the Supreme Court um, and then a related case for this brand F-U-C-T, which allegedly stood for (laughs) Friends You Can't Trust. Anyhow- The Supreme Court said, you know what? We're really applying these rules really arbitrarily. We're just deciding what we think is offensive. Um, So I was looking in this industry, and I I found a a funny one where there's a hot sauce. Um, In 2016, they filed for shit the bed as the name of their hot sauce, and they got a refusal. And so I just just checked, and I saw in 2020 after the Supreme Court case, they refiled. And now you can be rest assured that shit the bed is a protected registered trademark. So success god bless them um but okay so a boring trademark what's the problem with a boring trademark nothing really except for if it's really generic if you're just using the common words um like you're not going to be able to get a registration it can get a little academic but there's some kind of lower class registrations called the supplemental register it's just not as good it's just not as valuable right um but really you know i'm a business person and i want people to have successful businesses where they don't get lost in the crowd in search engines too so
1: let's talk about the process people. you know as we are uh, winding down here let's go ahead and take me through the process i had mentioned at the beginning of the segment yeah. uh, i don't know why i decided until 2020 that that was going to be the year I was going to decide to protect myself, it's, it's but okay. I did. That 2020
3: so, is when I finally got a Facebook presence for my firm. Uh, I just thought like, oh, it's uh, firms, law firms should just be on LinkedIn, and so yay, all right. better late than never. So right? what's the
1: process? What have um, I gone through?
3: Yeah, hey, we start with a search. We want to make sure that we're not just throwing away money. I mean, the government will take your money. Lawyers will take your money. Start with a search. No search is ever going to be guaranteed, but you don't have to spend a ton of money to see what else is out there. Sometimes, even if it's not like a yes or no on the trademark, you're just seeing who your competitors are. You're just seeing what people are filing for. It's kind of interesting. Uh, People always are like, oh, I, I didn't know that. That's interesting. So we do the search. And then if the search is like, yes, good prognosis, then we file. The process used to take, yeah, you could you get a trademark in under nine months. Uh, they've been slammed. They raised prices last year, and everybody filed at the end of the year. You, Greg, got lucky. We filed before that huge rush, and because of it, you got examined. I've got people who filed like a couple weeks after you, still waiting six, wow. seven months for the first examination. So we file. We go through everything. Sometimes you file before you actually have a product out there, or in your case, we filed for this podcast and related entertainment and educational services class 41 but in the product world especially strongly recommend filing before you launch you know a little bit of a chicken egg problem um it costs a little bit more a couple hundred bucks more but that way you really you hold your place in line and then when you get the approval all you need to do is prove that you're really selling something selling it over state lines, because that's a federal trademark. And then you get your certificate, it's beautiful. And then you don't have to do anything until about five years, you have to do a little check-in. And then every 10 years, there's a renewal. But you know, you can do this yourself. You don't have to have a lawyer, but you know, like Malcolm pointed out, he tried to do it himself. and. didn't it didn't go great the first time. Uh there are a lot of these like websites that purport to help you. I was going to say if you're going to do it yourself just go to the trademark office. Don't go to one of these third-party websites. Um but yeah, lots lots of people like me are are able to help. Um and um but there's but there's lots of great people um in in every state.
1: Um what uh, <clears throat> and like you said it's different for you, right? Because you're just kind of a, a lean mean operation, but Uh, Just ballpark cost-wise for people to get their head around, what are we looking at? You know, from something that might be a little more complicated. By the way, this this
3: this may look like attorney advertising, but this isn't intended as attorney (laughs) advertising, but just information. You know, I've got a package where you know you could you could do it all for about a thousand bucks. But I have got clients who come to me. I work with nonprofits. I work with you know struggling artists I make I find especially if you don't feel if you're willing to take a little more of a gamble on the search we can do things smaller uh, but I work with big companies that are filing in many classes doing things that are very complicated and it's going to cost more so I don't have a one-size-fits-all but I do try to make it work with a with a company's budget but a lot of times it's the government fees that cost more than my services
1: and because you're in Cleveland or in the state of Ohio it doesn't matter like Malcolm could get a hold of you or somebody in Texas or California right So that's fe-
3: that's federal law yeah. so i'm able to with on federal trademarks federal copyrights um, if you said to me that you wanted to file a state trademark in Colorado because you maybe you're in the cannabis business or something you want to hire a lawyer in that state so yes you want to make sure before you know before you hire someone that you're that they're qualified in the state uh, if you have state-related issues. But for federal only, um, it's it's kind of a, a nice thing about my practice is I get to, you know, it's been a little while since I've traveled as much as I used to, but um, I get to travel to see my clients um, kind of all over the country. Uh, and it's, it's you know, it's just a fun practice to be in.
1: I don't know if this will only take a couple minutes, but you had referenced the Redskins a couple minutes ago. Obviously... Cleveland itself is undergoing a name change for the (laughs) baseball team. A couple days ago, the Indians played their last name as the Indians. They'll be the Guardians next season and ongoing. Is there any kind of weird... Uh, like patents and oh or it's copyright also stuff weird. I mean there. you
3: know, it's also weird. They 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 were really between Iraq and a million hard places because there were so many speculators out there who grabbed names. But as it's turning out, like the biggest real problem here is that there's a roller derby team that legitimately has been using this mark, legitimately has been selling clothes, but they did file after the Cleveland baseball team filed. So mm. this fight is ongoing. Uh, I can't imagine it's not gonna end with some kind of private financial settlement. Yeah, But I mean, it's just crazy. If you dig into the files, which I love to do, you see that the, the Cleveland team, in order to keep their registration private, they filed this application in the country of Mauritius months before they went public with this. Because again, I, this is like super academic, but there's a way to And big companies do this sometimes when they're trying to hide a product. Okay. This is like a a Disney sort of thing to do too. Um, They filed in that country so that then they can go back to that. They can claim that earlier date as their date of first use Mm. in order to, Uh, leapfrog over people like who filed after them but it's very messy very academic and like i said i I can't imagine it's going to be anything but a settlement um but you know i I do feel bad for the attorney i know some of the attorneys involved in it feel pretty bad for them (laughs) but um i'm excited to see how this evolves
1: let me ask you one other question here this involves me personally <clears throat> as I will be getting my credentials of being completely federally legal, whatever the hell I'm trying to say, then what I've seen is, let me pull this up, a barbecue joint in Detroit. Look at this. Barbecue Central. Oh. Like a specifically yeah, like this one. I mean, look at that. I mean, that doesn't. it's okay. not exactly like mine. It doesn't say show or the in front of barbecue and central but it's black yeah, it's, but it's white, the two, and,
3: the two big words yes, the, right, yeah, absolutely. Right. So this is this is a good question i get calls like this like hey someone's capping me so i start by saying let's let's step back for a second and and kind of question number one is this really a problem what's your business again You you sell a line of spices and no, you're in class 41 for an entertainment service. Mm -hmm. Is anyone going to accidentally go to that restaurant in Detroit instead of watching your show? Probably not. Are the words barbecue, do you own the word barbecue on its own? No. No. So can you send them a letter? Sure. Would that make you kind of seem like a jerk? (laughs) <laughs> maybe. Could they post that letter online and make you look like an even bigger jerk? Yeah, maybe. So the kind of the questions I would ask someone when they tell me, I say, thank you for calling. I'm so glad we're talking. It's nice to catch up, Greg. Is this really Is this really how you want to spend your time and money?
1: Are you saying, I'll do, do you really want to be a douche, Greg? And I'm going to, no. Okay. I'm
3: kind, of, I'm kind of saying that. But let me be clear. Let me be clear. I wouldn't say that about everything. I do think that there is that there are letters you can write. You can also pick up the phone and call. A lot of times you should consider just calling when there's an issue so that there isn't this sort of thing that they post online. Um, Really look at a few things. One is, is it really a problem? And two is, make sure they didn't come before you. Now, I know this restaurant didn't come before you because I looked, but I think that they just started like last year, a couple of years ago, right? But if they actually came before you and then you reach out to them, ooh, interesting how they're gonna turn it around on you.
1: Oops! Yeah, that would so, be my luck.
3: Yeah, be careful. Like, just like I always tell clients, just like slow down. Let's talk about it. But certainly, all the time, people are infringing, and I'm sending the mean letters, and I'm hoping that just because we have a registration, the the mean letters are enough, and things problems go away. But sometimes we do have to fight. Um, but I try not to because I try to you know keep my practice pretty pretty happy place.
1: That's right. We try and uh, try and be. Uh, keeping the lines of communication open at all times, which is, of course, how I love to do business as well. We're talking with Absolutely. Suzanne Moskowitz from the Moskowitz firm. KeepTM.com is the website. So we're out of time now, but we'll have to have you back on uh, so we can dig more into Craig. the copyright side of it things. It was fun. So great. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Suzanne.
3: we'll talk about packaging. We'll talk about all kinds of things all if you want. All right. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. There she is.
1: Bye-bye. Suzanne Moskowitz right there. KeepTM.com com is the website. And the good news is, you too can use, I'm going to seem like I'm very possessive here. You too can use my lawyer to get your trademark, copyright, whatever. So go to KeepTM.com and get in touch with Suzanne, tell her you know me. Tell you know the show, tell you loved your appearance on the show. We'll tell Malcolm to stop whoever he's dealing with and immediately get in touch with Suzanne. And then him and I are going to go over to the baseball bats to that guy's place and get some of his money back. We're not really going to do that. Let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything there on the website, hand-picked by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself, from rubs and sauces to grills and smokers. Big Papa known for the championship rubs and seasonings, of course. Popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit and in my backyard, your backyard as well. Thirteen Perfectly balanced flavors, transforming ordinary meals into extraordinary. Also, the owner of Granny's Barbecue Sauce. And we all know that this sauce has the flavors that really replicate why you fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Now they're selling grills and smokers, too. Are you looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Check out that Mac 2 Star General Pellet Cooker. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. Not a of pellet smokers, fine. Check out that old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. Not sure of what grill you need? Call and ask questions. Here we go, 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727 or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers. Com. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. We're a little long, but it was worth it. Stick around. We'll be right back.
2: Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host,
1: Greg Rampey. All right. Welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Fireboard 2 Pro, Fireboard 2 Drive, and Fireboard 2. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring. Connect via Bluetooth if you want. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant, you're in luck because Fireboard fully integrated with both. Whoa. Fireboard.com is the website. Call 816-945-2232 to also order or ask questions. And by the way, if you missed my post on the Facebooks, Fireboard 2 Pro is back and available. It's in stock. The inventory has been refreshed. So if you need something that will take you up into that 1,200 degree range for the thermometer portion of it, pizza oven, hot-ass grill, whatever, Fireboard 2 Pro is the one you want. And they're available. I think it was 300 bucks. Tell them we sent you for crying out loud. We thank Suzanne Moskowitz from the Moskowitz firm. Keep TM, K-E-E-P-T-M.com is her website. Hit her up, get protected, and tell her I sent you. Everything will be great. We can all have the same. We can all be represented by the same person. That would be great. The question is this. Are you protected? Do you have a sauce? Do you have a rub? Have you been doing your due diligence or an American due diligence to protect yourself? You better be. If not, hopefully we've encouraged you to do that. All right, we're pointing to the second hour. There'll be a abridged open to the second and then same the cooking guy after that you're listening and watching the barbecue central show stick around we'll be right back